podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. I'm still away, so I'm not in my podcasting boudoir, and I do need to talk a small bit quieter tonight, so I'm not going to be as verbose as I normally am, which is a shame, really, because I have a lot to say about this game that we just had uh, last night against against Liverpool, but thankfully Paddy is here, and Paddy, as we know, is um, the referee's aficionado, so I'm delighted this. On the day that I have to be more quiet than normal, <laughs> that I have that we had John Moss refereeing last night, and that Paddy is here today. But we're not going to get into that just yet. Paddy, how are you feeling today? What do you like the day after the night before? Um, I'm absolutely fine. Um, obviously, I was pissed off last night with the performance of the officials. Um, I'm not even going to go into that because we'll uh, we'll end up getting sidetracked from the main point, which is that we played a really, really good game. The vast majority of the team played a really, really good game. So we should be focusing on that rather than focusing on John Moss. But we'll give him a little bit of airtime in a while. Yeah, and and that's where we'll start, I think, is uh, is on the actual team itself. We did a team sheet tantrum. Um, We were, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Paddy. Jesus, you, you, you literally nailed it all. You nailed the score. You nailed Dougie as being scorer. In <laughs> fact, you actually you actually nailed the team before the team was even announced as well. So you were very very much on uh, on the button last night um, mm. and on the back of you. Uh, and 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 you know we've been we've been talking of Douglas Louise for a while now, um, specifically playing the A position. But on the back of that, I put a sneaky little bet on it and him being uh, any time goal scorer. And I was I was probably disappointed and put first goal scorer, but didn't want to be too greedy. <laughs> Um, but that was uh, that was an interesting one. But um, I think it's fair to say Stephen Gerrard got the team bang on that started, even though we could only hold a lead for thirty seconds or so. He mm. still got the team bang on for for the team that he picked, and and for me that's massive progress for this team, for the setup, for the management, and I suppose for where they kind of know where where certain players are going to fit in and, and and how the players are going to play together, um, even against one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, and you know it's it's probably it's probably what we're going to see uh, Sunday week against Man City as well as a similar setup, um, and and probably deploy somebody to run around after Kevin De Bruyne after his four goals. Yeah. So far, it's not even over yet, but his four goals tonight. Four. So. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's ominous, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll sorry go. before we get on to that, Paddy. He's the worst team in the league than Wolves at the moment. Like you expect Norwich are, are flowing against the tide or trying to swim against the tide, mm. as our as our Watford. Leeds are trying to do their do the best they can, but they've been on the slippery slope for ages. But Wolves Wolves had an opportunity to get into the Europa Conference and they're literally doing nothing. They've done nothing for weeks. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, that's beside the point. It's strange, suppose, really. Since they beat us, I don't think they've won. Mm. Not sure. They won the Mind the Gap trophy, so uh, there's no need to talk about anything else. Is there? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And actually, I'm just looking at it here. Yeah, since they beat us, they've lost to Newcastle, Burnley, Brighton, and now, uh, and, and drew with Chelsea. And now they're losing 4 1 to Man, to Man City. Anyway, Paddy, uh, talk to me. Yeah, so, so the team we got was right. Great to see Marvellous back. 
great to see marvellous back and Absolutely. Paddy, Absolutely. Paddy well his positioning is just really good um mm. it's just it just is it's just really good a couple of hairy passes passed the ball to them blatantly a couple of times but his positioning was great and i think he got in um he got in curtis curtis jones's face an awful lot because curtis yeah. jones was the man who was trying to get into that that pocket behind the tree um and and i thought he got into his face and i, I was very happy with how marvelous played after being out for mm. so long i thought he was excellent um right from the start you know there was one really dangerous loose pass that we could have been punished from i think it was curtis jones got the the shot away that was it um other than that i thought he was absolutely marvelous throughout the whole game and unfortunately for us he was substituted on 60 minutes and for me that was a sports science substitution that was and that was 100%, we, yeah. we said that was going to happen and if it was me i would have left him on for 90 minutes or or, or, or till he eventually capsized and we had to take him off but uh, he he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. He it just makes us look much more unbeatable. Although we did concede, obviously the two goals. But when you're playing one of the best teams in Europe, you're bound to concede goals. Um, we only conceded one with him on the pitch. The minute he went off, we conceded again. Um, and I think that was unfortunate. And I know we're going to do this in reverse order because we haven't even spoke about our goal yet. But hmm. that Liverpool goal, like it was, it was interesting to hear. Uh, Matt Kenrick, I think it was on uh, on a Claret and Blue podcast. I think he was saying that he was close enough to it, and he heard McBeal kind of shouting to to Douglas Lewis, "You're the sitter now. You're holding. You're holding." Yeah. And um, it was just, it was almost. I think it was the next play that came. Douglas Lewis, obviously, with the he he just wasn't strong enough uh, in that, in that position, and they broke from it and they ended up scoring. I have to say this though, and, and you can talk about but Lewis not. Man is header. It's I, I genuinely think that's one of the most underappreciated headers I've seen all year. It looked like it was so easy, but it was miles behind him. That was some header mm. to get it to where he got to. Like if there's the first thing I said, I went, "Yeah, that's that's the shite we're down two one." But wow, how did he get get his head on that ball? He's he's mm. just he's a he's a magician. Sergio Man is he's a real magician and uh, pity because he scored nine goals in ten appearances against us. So sooner he moves to Barcelona, now the better. Absolutely, flog him off. That's what I say. I don't want to see him anywhere near us. Nothing sure he come back and haunt us when we eventually get back into Europe. If that's the case, look, yeah. the, the goal. The goal was very frustrating because, as as we just said, we just lost Nakamba, took him off, um, and for me, a lot of the blame has to go on that short pass from Carney mm. to Douglas Louise. Yeah. Albeit Douglas Louise was probably a bit too close and a bit too high up the pitch, but I'm sorry, Carney. That was just too. And what it what really annoyed me, whatever about giving the short pass, if you if you look at the replay, Douglas Louise busts a gut to get back and try and make some kind of effort, and Carney is just trudging along, and he's only after coming onto the pitch and should be a ball of energy. So he really annoyed me last night, nearly as much as John Moss, but he really annoyed me last night. I know everyone is saying, "Oh, great to see him, great to see him." Yeah, I'd rather see him play well. I'd rather see him not make silly mistakes, and I'd rather see him when he does make a mistake. Bust his bollocks to try and get back there and make amends. Yeah, and, and, and the one thing I would say is I, I wasn't uh I wasn't overly disappointed with his performance outside of that um that, that moment. Mm. Um it was a hard look for a goal. He followed in on um on, on a shot I think that fell that Addison parried and he was very lucky not to get there. Um I thought he was okay. I thought he was okay. He's um but as I say, he's he's um 
you know, it's like, like the trajectory of his rise is doesn't, it seems to be at a slower rate than some of the other kids that are, are coming through yeah. at the moment. And and I think that's that's okay to say. That's not to say that he's not going to be great or anything, but I think we've been cataloging this since the start of the year. His, like, when he comes on, he looks less at home than Tim did against Norwich, albeit it was against Norwich. And, and, and that is fair to say. Or Jacob Ramsey did in his early days and stuff like that, or Cameron Archer even. That's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Give him, but if he signs that contract, you know, I think we're going to see lots more minutes from him. And, you know, this podcast, and on this podcast, the two of us are probably more confident than, than other places with little to no kind of inside information or anything like that that Kenny is going to sign the contract um, and that we mm-hmm. would see him and ask him for that. I think last night was probably, you know, he had no, he had no need to bring him on. Uh, last night there was there was more qualified people to come on to come off that bench to, to play. And that, and that, anno- that did annoy me too, considering we had we had young Tim who plays in that position who probably had a right to come on and do a direct swap instead of upsetting the odds and uh, upsetting the apple apple tar- apple cart and and bringing in um, and making Dougie me switch I should I should say, but look yeah. it, it is what it is. I- it, it was like because it was two changes for one substitution, if you know what I mean. And yeah, you know, the, the week of time, it's hard like, to adjust, you know, for, for Douglas Louise. I find it hard to give out about him considering he had such a great game up until then. I thought he was excellent, I really enjoyed and, watching him. And I thought he was game. excellent after that as well because I thought he, he got was, a lot of his yeah, passes away yeah. very quickly after that, too. Yeah, uh, snap. But, but thanks so much for that. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> snap 12 said you inspired me to bet Dougie anytime goal scorer for very long odds. Thank you, gents. Really appreciate that. Thanks very much, Snap. But uh, Snap. I, I think, well, no, I don't think you are right on that, Paddy. You know that that um, you know that substitution where we're all delighted to see him. You know, <laughs> color me, color me shocked. But I think it would probably, <laughs> like, people are going to think that I'm schizophrenic or something like that. Not that there's anything wrong with schizophrenia, but um, I probably would have expected Ashley Young to come off the bench in that instance. I know that I do an awful lot of giving out about him, but you know, <laughs> uh, maybe that might have been the time to bring him on. I, I just don't know. I don't know. Um, but look, I thought Kanye played okay. I thought he played well. I thought he played okay outside that pass. Um, he was unlucky for that goal. And as I say, uh, let's hope that he's that uh, he gets a good preseason under him at Aston Villa, signs that contract, and we get to trudge on it and trudge on with the likes of himself and Jacob Ramsey and Young Tim being the the um the back uh the backup squad or whatever, or maybe pushing through mm-hmm. um to to being being the full time squad for for our midfield for years to come. Paddy, talk to me about our goal. Um, I keep like Ali Watkins is like, like can anyone explain the rules of football to me for for a lot of reasons in this one because I'm delighted we scored a goal and everything and Ali Watkins is pushed for the penalty but he was he was offside prior to that you know how, if, how far can VAR go back there sometimes they can go back like a minute and a half and pick oh, well, something out I'll, I'll was, take you back to the my offside when Liverpool won the league they went back to a decision in the in the other half of the pitch so. I, I was very surprised when they didn't go back. But, like, how many phases of play? What was there? There was the third phase of play, I think, before that ball was played in. Um, You know, if, if you're going to do it, be consistent with it. And it probably shouldn't have been allowed by the letter of the law because he was offside. The linesman didn't get it. So, for once, we got a decision in our favour because every other 50-50 decision went to the Reds, 100%. I, I don't recall yeah. 
one, the amount of ironic cheering that went on throughout the game was incredible. And like for the for the, uh, <laughs> no, not you, the dog. I can't have the dog back. I'm barely getting away with this as as it is. I can't have him back in. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. Uh, you, you just you just can't have that quality of, of officials in charge of a game of that importance for Liverpool at that level when we're trying our utmost to 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 go and do our best for the first time in ages. And, and that's what we have to put up with, an absolute shit show of a referee who has previous. He was the referee in charge when Logic should have disallowed the goal when uh, when Man City scored against us. Remember that goal where the Bernardo Silva came from 50 yards offside did to get, the court? Did you get, your, did you get juggling balls juggling for balls. Yes, and that was my next point. Uh, Dean Smith comes to the line and asks to get juggling balls for Christmas and is immediately dispatched to the stand. Jorgen Klopp. Every time the camera went on him last night, is like a flea in the fucking ear of the fourth official. It's absolutely disgusting behaviour. And he gets away with it week in, week out. And our manager needs to stand up for us. He needs to not, not go into the press conference with the written media. He needs to stand there in front of the world and tell the Sky Sports or BT or whoever it is, that was a shit show. That was an absolute farce. That guy has no place on a football pitch. He was blowing out of his arse after 10 minutes. I couldn't believe how unfit and off the pace he was. And that's as much airtime as I'm giving him because he was absolute. He just couldn't have enough words to say about him. Was it three times he got in the way of us as we tried to pass the ball? Yeah. During the game? Well, it was definitely two, two, two yeah. outrageous ones where there was one where we were on the edge of our own box and we literally had to pivot and go the opposite direction because he was in the yeah. way. It's just it's just mind blowing. Yeah, I think actually the pass for him in the Camba might have waywardly passed it to Curtis Jones. I think he might have been in the passing lane. He might have been stood directly in the Camba's passing lane Possibly. to a villa yeah. player and the Camba had to had to adjust. I'm nearly certain yeah. I could I'm well open to to correction mm. on that one. But yeah, look, when you've got the likes of Henry Winter, when you've got the likes of big established uh, sports writers, independent, uh, not independent, but um, uh, what am I going to say, um, non-affiliated to Villa or Liverpool sports writers, and they're writing, yeah. this isn't his best game at all, you know. They they don't need to do that, and uh, to be honest with you, it could be kind of um, counterproductive to, 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 to them person, from a personal level, but like there was quite mm. a lot of people writing about how poor he was. And uh, look, we... I still don't think I don't think we lost the game because of, because of John Moss, and I think that's fair enough to say. But what I will say is this: you know, you never know what can transpire. Like the Douglas Luiz foul, where he's clearly stamped on by by Sadio Mane, and he falls over and he grabs the ball. Should he grab the ball? No, but John Moss wasn't going to give a free anyway, and John mm. Moss then gives the free to Liverpool. Little things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, Coutinho gets upended and uh nothing and then two minutes later then i think degrejata down in the corner kanze yes he puts his hands in him but it's a free so like the pernickety one got the free the obvious like boot up the hole the coutinho got didn't get a free so like it was just the consistency of it all and yeah. and you know it, it genuinely probably because he didn't see some of them you know but then again what are your linesmen for he's hooked up to everything like he's the biggest microphone yeah. in, in in, in the UK, it was like as if he was on the mass Singer or something like that. Mm. Big, massive microphone. You know, yeah. so anyway. Anyway, it's, uh, it is what well, it is, as I said. As, as I said at the start, 
this podcast should be about our great performance yeah. last night and not about the performance of a guy who has no business being anywhere near a Premier League game. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd really be calling for Mike Riley to, to figure out what where the hell he's going with this. We saw Stuart Atwell single-handedly cost Nottingham Forest promotion or a chance of promotion last week and then gets the biggest game of the year of, of the season of, of the weekend anyway, um, refereeing the Man City game. It's, it's just, there's no accountability for how bad these guys are and something has to give and our manager needs to step up and start telling it like it is. Do you think all those years, do you think if Klopp gets sent off last night, he pays the fine? No, he doesn't. Do you think if Ferguson all those years, he was shouting at the referee and getting fines? Mourinho, no. The owners pay it. That's the way the game is. We need to bully the officials or at least call them out when they're in you know, when they do what they did last night, it was absolutely unbelievable. And I find it absolutely incredible that Liverpool fans are thinking that he was bad for them. I was just like, what the hell? I don't know. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it, look, look, it is. It, you know, the ironic cheers say it all. One thing I would say about the crowd last night is that they sounded like the crowd sounded brilliant on TV. Um, yeah. And and uh, a couple of podcasts I've heard afterwards have said that there was a real bounce in the stadium last night. Whether it was the floodlights, whether you know it was um, it, it it sounded great on TV. And and you know we have yeah. a couple of games. Well, we have two home games left for the end of the season. We have Burnley and we have uh, Crystal Palace, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, so it's uh, it'd be nice to get that. It'd be nice to see that. You know, um, because as, in fairness, as we said. It does lead. It does lead. Come the lead is taken from the performance and right from the word go. Yes. We, we were excellent last night. Even after we scored, I thought we were excellent. So uh, it's 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 down to the team to affect the 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 atmosphere in the stadium. So they need to keep it up. Keith Cassidy asked a question about one of the t-shirts you're wearing there, Paddy. If anybody stumbled into me drunk on a Saturday night, you might have noticed I had one on. Um, we're looking at getting, uh, we're looking at having some of these put up for uh, for purchase. If some of you guys are, if any of you guys are interested, keep an eye to the say, socials. We'll probably announce it in the podcast. You should um, say coming soon here. Coming <laughs> soon, and yeah, and and Paddy's lapel, but uh, it will be coming soon. We're literally just trying to sort out a price point because obviously, look, we know that you know time. Uh, we're in what we're in at the moment with regards to the price of everything at the moment so what we're trying to do is just negotiate something and if we can get something at a price point that's some way um somewhere decent uh then we're going to release them if not we're not going to we're not going to just flog them for the sake of it you know yeah. um so so that is important and they also have a five on the back of it for Paul McGrath and uh there's a little bit of a redesign so they've got number five on the back as well but i'm not going to ask paddy to get up because paddy famously does the podcast and he's boxers so i'm not going to ask him to to get up and model the back <laughs> of the of the t-shirt as well um <laughs> uh paddy one last little thing i want oh, not last little thing a couple little things there um on the game last night the work rate like ollie watkins of last of early last year under dean smith was back last night his work rate was phenomenal, absolutely brilliant. And I thought Danny Ings was really, really good as well. A lot of the time he was back. Um, you know, there was times when he was fronting up Diaz back in yeah. our corner at our corner flag. Um, you know, he put in a ton of work and 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 things were, you know, he was really he was everywhere around the field and they seemed to be working really well together. Now, obviously, we're gonna call him out as well in the aspect that 
He didn't need to be offside for the one where he was offside for. And it was a brilliant finish. It was a super finish. And he gets up too early for the for the one for the cross that comes in that he heads over the bar. I thought that was more difficult than people gave him credit for though, because he was there was a lot of people around him. Give give that that piece a bit of credit because we're we're very prone to giving out about thanks, Ken. We're very prone to giving out about our set pieces, but there was a, it was it was actually a lovely short corner that was played out to McGinn, who was out in the wing, and it was just floated in perfectly, and he just got up too early for the header. But you have yeah. to uh, you have to call it out when it's good. Yeah, yeah, but I thought his player was really good. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think him, he think he himself would like to make that run again for one, for where he scored the goal. Um, I did the typical. There was I was watching it in the bar last night and. Uh, there was one young, like there was a group of young fellas, and they were watching it for the game that it was. Neither of them followed Liverpool, I don't think, anyway. But one guy kind of copped. I was a big Villa fan, and he kept on saying every every five minutes, Villa shit, Villa shit, Villa shit. Just kept on saying it, just trying to get a reaction from me. And of course, when Ings scored the goal, I got up and I did the whole fist pump. I was like, yes. No, I didn't say it to him or anything like that. I just did it in my own zone. And then it was chalked off, and I was like, he's going to have a field day on me now, isn't he? <laughs> Now he didn't. He let me off, but uh, fair play to him. But um, yeah, he was trying to get a reaction from me. All but I felt mm. I was like, "Damn you, wings! Why didn't you stay on, stay on, uh, on side?" But uh, I think he could have, and I think he still could have made it because he was in an acreage. And he, what I think Wings did last night, and it's very seldom that uh, that you see it, but he showed, or he's definitely studied Virgil Van Dyke because he was getting into Virgil Van Dyke's blind spot behind him quite a lot between himself and Matip. And he kind of like there was times when Van Dyke had a clue where he was coming from, and mm. and it was really interesting to see both himself and Watkins last night. It's just we couldn't get the quality of delivery, and our delivery was slow, or we were allowing them get people back. But when yeah. we did, when we got into his blind spot, we were getting you know we were getting some 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 good purchase in the um, in 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 the striking department. But say la vie, like we only got one goal and in goals and yeah. games, unfortunately. But uh, I thought they played well. Yeah. We've uh, we've completely forgotten about uh, Liverpool's first goal, so we m- we might want to say something about it. For me, the blame the blame is totally at uh, Mings for whatever he was trying to do with that. You know, just surely the first thing in his mind was just put it in the rose head. I, I I think he was caught in two minds whether he was going to try and stop the ball or or put it in the rose head and ended up standing on the bloody thing and. And then there was probably a litany of fouls in the build-up, and and we yeah. had a karate kick and everything in there. But sure, that obviously Liverpool fans didn't think there was anything wrong with that when they were saying that the referee gave us everything. But sure, there you go. Uh, I thought in can like in fairness, Mings like what sums up what Mings did for that goal because as you say, he was in two minds, and that's that's where that's when Mings that that's kind of the thing when when you look yeah. at when Mings has done something silly, it's because. He's maybe tried to be intricate with something as opposed to literally just hoofballing it out of there. Like, I'm talking like Gary Breen, get it out of there, forget mm-hmm. about it, and then worry about the next one. But what happened was, I think Nakamba was so startled about what happened. When Nakamba had a chance to clear it, he was kind of like, like he was, he just he just went to pieces as well inside there. So we had about three bites of the cherry to get that ball cleared. And then but it was the fourth it was the fourth one that killed us. It was definitely yes, the fourth oh, 100%, one hundred percent. I'm not blaming I'm not blaming anyone else for the, the turn of events no, that no, happened no, after no. that. It has to be what I'm you're, saying you're is, in the red zone and, and yes. you're you're red hot at that stage. You're on the penalty spot. 
that ball needs to be dumped. First and that, foremost, and dump the ball. And that's you see, that's what I'm saying. It's what caused mass panic. And then people like anything can happen when that happens. So the ball comes out to to Simicas, uh, I think it is on the left hand side, and he crosses one in. And even from there, like Emmy Martinez gets a hand to it. And if he doesn't get a hand to it, it's not. I don't think it's gone in, but he gets a hand to it, and it falls perfectly to Joe Matip with no one around him because all the rest, everyone was getting back on the line. Uh, it was just it was just one of those ones that once panic set in, anything ha- could have happened, and it did happen, and we were. We we felt the brunt of it, but you're dead right, Paddy, and that's what I was getting to. Is that doesn't happen if Tyrone Mings just decides to kick it, even if he kicks it and he slices it up into the air? What about it? We still have panic, think, but we've got a bit more control to the panic. You know, we, we we spoke before, and I'm bringing him up again, but you know, I watched I watched Chambers play twice from behind the goal, and watched him talking to to uh, to to Mings, and what what Mings was missing last night was someone in his ear going. Out, get it fucking out of there. That's your that's your job. Dump the ball or away, roaring something. And I just don't think, that unless Mings is making that call himself to somebody else, that that call is isn't coming. Now you'd have to expect it's probably coming from Emmy Martinez, but <laughs> he's probably not in a position to call that, not knowing where the ball is going to land coming across like that. But Conza, I don't think has that. Chambers does, and. He Mings unfortunately is our only leader in there, so there's probably probably a, a lack of uh, communication there as well that he probably thought he had a bit of time and then got caught in two minds. Yeah, yeah, and look, as I say, um, who knows what? Like, like rule number one, playing the best team in the world. After you score, try and keep it one nil as long as you can. Yeah. You know, we barely got what was it, thirty seconds, forty five seconds, whatever it was. That's like that's that's uh, yeah. that's criminal. It's criminal stuff, Absolutely and criminal. Uh, it shouldn't happen. Specifically against Liverpool, like because remember when we when was it two years ago we won it up against Liverpool, and then they scored, and then we they scored two in in more or less injury time to beat us two one. Yeah, and, and like that's a they're really deflating losses when that happens. Now we did come back and we did play well. And we took the game to them at the end. I was delighted to see Bertie come on. I thought Bertie played pretty okay when he came on too. You know, we made attacking substitutions. We brought on Bertie, we brought on Bundy, we brought on Kearney. And we started to take the game to Liverpool for the last mm. 15, 15 minutes. And we played some really good football. And I just hope that we can kind of um, implement that type of football with the likes of Coutinho and the team from the start, with the likes of, um, you know, the, 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 the team that we had from the start. Because I think it's our best team. I know Bundy, I know people will say about Bundy, yeah. Um, and and I think we will find a way of getting him into the team or making making the team more creative with him. But um, I think it is our best team, and I think it's going to be the one that that, uh, that Jared will want to play. The one that we saw there, or the setup, should I say, that we saw there with the defensive midfielder Coutinho, and then two really mm-hmm. industrious eights there. Because I thought Douglas Luiz looked an awful lot better, and I would imagine Villa are going to be looking for him to ink a new contract soon, even if it does nothing other than protect his value. I think that I, I think Jared is. Gerard will uh, likes the cut of his jib. I think I think he'll I think he'll link contract again, and um, we'll be, he'll be coming back next season. I think so. Uh, special special mention to uh, Fabinho and the love in from Jamie Carragher, who thought it was perfectly understandable for Fabinho to make three cynical fouls and and perfectly acceptable not to pick up a yellow card. And for me, Fabinho actually shit the bed yesterday and wasn't injured at all. And I bet you you see him at the weekend. He couldn't cope with the pressure Coutinho had him under. And that's what you don't see. 
Coutinho does that to, to, to some uh, some players, and he did it to Fabinho last night. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Fabinho play at the weekend. Yeah, I hope. To be honest with you, I hope he's not injured because I, I like. I don't know. I have no problem saying it. I've, I I would like Liverpool to win the league. I I couldn't care less if Liverpool did quadruple. I'd prefer them to beat beat Real Madrid. Um, whatever. I I think they're they're a really good team to watch. I think they're you know they play football the right way. And uh, for me, they're way more entertaining to watch than Man City. I I'd be disappointed if he was injured. Also for like match that we watched uh, that I was watching tonight, you know, Leeds and Chelsea. You know you see that tackle that Dan James made and Kovacic goes off. You know, it's never nice to see a fella go off injured like that when you've got finals and stuff like that coming up. So mm. hopefully both of them get, get back to full fitness and, and we do see them again. But like, you know, for, for the game that we played against them, I thought Coutinho was brilliant. And I thought, sorry, I won't say brilliant because he needs to do more on the ball. But off the ball, I think I think I saw a lot more from him today than I did against Norwich or than I did against Burnley. And, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, that's more, we need to see more of that specifically because it looks like we're going to have him in claret and blue for another four years if uh, if rumours are, are to be believed. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we could have news in the next day or two, I would imagine. Hopefully so, hopefully so. And if we do, we'll be back on again. I'm, I'm trying to do a small piece on, on Coutinho's statistics since he's come to Villa, what he's done and, and where the team has actually, what the team has done, I suppose, since... Uh, since he's come to Villa, hopefully I'm able to pull that together um, mm. uh, in the next few days. If not, we'll have it over the weekend once I do get home. And back You're on your home. holidays, Neil. Just, just relax. And the, the, those videos will come later on. We'll come on and talk about how happy we are. Exactly, exactly. Um, and with that, Paddy, thanks for reminding me because this is only supposed to be a 15-minute podcast and I'm, I'm on borrowed time because I'm expecting her to wake up at any second. So I think we're going to leave it here on that one. Look, it, the game wasn't to be... There's a lot of positives to be taken out of it. I hate moral victories, but with this one, I think it gives us a glimpse into how we can be set up correctly. I think the last couple of weeks have shown us since Leicester, we've been very regimental the way that we've been set up and we, we've taken it to Leicester, who are a middling team, Drew that game, probably should have won it. Didn't play mm. our best. Brought it into Norwich. Didn't I thought I thought we did enough. I thought we were always playing with the handbrake on against Norwich in, in, in hindsight. Uh, yeah. Burnley, we went to we played some really good stuff. And then Liverpool. So essentially in the last four games, we've got seventy to ninety minute performances, whereas beforehand we were only getting forty five minute performances. Exactly. So I think that's progress yeah. in itself. And that's a moral victory I'm going to take. If if other people don't want to take it, that's okay. But mm-hmm. that's a moral victory I'm going to take. But um, we're going to end it here on that, guys. If you could just give the give the uh, the, the video a uh, thumbs up, really, really appreciate it. As always, audio podcast. If you guys aren't subscribed there as well, I really appreciate it if you did. Um, if you could subscribe on Apple Podcast, whatever, whatever, whatever you listen to it, and we're there. And if we're not, let us know, and we'll get it put up there somehow. You know, we should be absolutely everywhere. That would be really appreciated. And, uh, you know, thanks everybody for everything you do for the podcast. We will be back with a. We'll be back. We mightn't. We'll be back with a pre match show. We mightn't actually be able to do a team sheet tantrum for the the game at the weekend, unfortunately. Um, Is it Saturday or Sunday, Patty, the game at the weekend? Oh, we'll be fine. So. I'm goosed on Saturday. Sunday, I'll probably be able to do it, but no hope I'll be able to do it on Saturday. So we will be there for a team sheet tension. So 
crisis averted. Um, but in the meantime, keep an eye out for all the socials and we, we let you guys know um, how we'll be going live again. As I say, hit the thumbs up on the video. We really appreciate it. Um, it wasn't to be for Aston Villa last night, but we live and we learn it. And we're, it looks like we're not going to go uh, go through the end of this season with a whimper. And it uh, looks like we're going to get results, like Stephen Gerrard said, and long may that continue over the next three games. So thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And until next time, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.